Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, moviegoers. You're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews, I do declare. With Sky and Count. I can't do that impression at all. There's been a moita. <laughs> a moita. <laughs> a moita strike. <laughs> there's been there's been a moita at this podcast. There's only two suspects. But there's so one of us did it. Yeah. But one of us is dead. Because there's only two of us on mm-hmm. the podcast. Yeah. But there's two suspects. Correct. Because it could have been a suicide. Mm-hmm. Or I could have murdered you. Yes. I'm assuming you're the one who's dead. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to let someone kill me. I really I'm, not a, to... I'm not a punk-ass bitch. All right, there's two suspects in this case. <laughs> the guy who's dead. <laughs> and the guy who's alive in the room holding the knife. <laughs> well, I got the knife because he's been dead for a while. He's bloating. And I'm like, those pants look tight. Yeah. So I had to cut that belt off. Or tightly as in like they like they were constrictive or like tight. No, like, like that's like, tight, man. Those them is tight. <laughs> Actually, your pants are not tight. No. My pants are not tight either. No, we lounging today. We lounging. <laughs> Cause, you know, spoiler alert. We do this at your house. So you're usually nice and comfy, and I'm coming in here with like jeans and like my regular like a cummerbund. And a like- cummerbund and a three piece suit. With the jeans over the three-piece suit. Exactly. It's really constricting. And uh, I, I decided to mix things up because I went home after work, took a shower, and then it's like time to get dressed and go to Collins. I'm like, fuck that. I want to wear my PJs and get some BJs. <laughs> I have nothing. <laughs> you're you're going to have a lot real soon. Oh. <laughs> But man, we have <laughs> we haven't seen each other in a while. No, it's been two weeks. We can have it's been two weeks since you looked at me. It's been two weeks since we recorded a pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we loaded up a couple extra episodes to give us some time, give us a break from each other. Exactly. That's that was the reason. <laughs> that has nothing to do with the fact that we've been busy. <laughs> yeah, we've been very busy. Tis the holiday season, so we had Thanksgiving a week ago, a week and a half ago. At this point that we're recording, yeah, this. A week and a half ago, it would be two weeks by the time that the episode comes out. We've had Thanksgiving, yeah. We had a big snowstorm. Yeah, the snowstorm was that. Was that Monday on Thanksgiving or no? No, it was. I, I don't remember. It was like man. four days after. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I kind of blocked us in. I got lucky though because I was off for like the Thanksgiving weekend and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did have to drive to work in that snowstorm though, but it wasn't. It wasn't too bad. I was not risking it because. You have to go up a hill either way here. Yeah. And apparently they did not they like did not decide to plow Florida at all. Oh um yeah, pretty much. I remember when I drove through. There <laughs> it was wackadoodle. Yeah, there were <laughs> trees down and stuff, but I left for work at five in the morning, so Oh. No nobody was on the road. I was driving down the middle of the road most of my way to work. I think I think even at like five though, I think that was before it got really bad, no? Yeah. That was before it was it got even worse throughout the day. Yeah, that's while I was at work, so I got to drive home in that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, cool. <laughs> good old good old New York weather. But yeah, it was the weather was the same way that retail is right now, where it was the day after Thanksgiving. It was just like Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. <laughs> like car wrecks. <laughs> I saw three you know, that, that storm was mainly on Monday, but Sunday in the morning, it like hailed a little bit and they yeah. just got like all the roads got all frosted over. And on the way back from the gym, I saw three car wrecks. Nice. <laughs> just from the ice. So it's like, 
fucking twist of metal out there, guys. I was like, whoa, it's the day after tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of cool movies and stuff, mm-hmm. since we haven't recorded it in almost two weeks. Yes. Have you been, have you been crushing and crunching in all these movies? We're at the end of the year, man. I, I have not had time. I have not had time. time. Oh wow, that's uh that's a shame. What are you at? I am at 185. 185. Yeah. Well, I'm at 179. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> nice. So. Keeping that lead. I got to I got to keep that going. Mm-hmm. We're only a couple weeks away from the end of the year. Mhm. I I I got to win. <laughs> you have to. I have to. <laughs> if I lose I'll kill myself. I was going to say, I feel like this means a lot more to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. You've you barely been trying. <laughs> what have you seen, though? Because there's a few movies that we're not going to do episodes on, so maybe we could just talk about them quickly here. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I I saw 21 Bridges. How's that? Because I haven't seen that. Oh, man. It's just an action movie. I don't know why it came out this time of year. We talked about that you, in the trailer you, you part. Got, you got duped. You got duped by the Russo brother. Should have been an act. It should have just been a summer movie. Yeah. If it would have fit in in the summer cram, it probably would have been better in the summer cram than some of the other movies that were actually in the summer cram. Mm-hmm. But the, the Russo brother's name on it duped you. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't nothing in there. Uh, so I saw that. I saw Dark Waters, which okay. I texted you about. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, I was let down by that movie a Surprise little bit. Surprised you were more so let you. down. I don't know what it was, man. I just wasn't. I, I just wasn't you, was invested. Was the first movie or the second movie that you saw that day? Because it was a double feature. It was a double feature right after I saw the movie we're doing today. Yeah, I was wondering. So if maybe that's, I wonder if you were fatigued a little bit. I don't think so. I mean, I've seen, I've done so many double features, and sometimes the second movie I see is just reinvigorates me, and other times it's a fucking, you know, torture. <laughs> but this. Like there were a lot of things I liked about Dark Waters, but for the most part, I spent most of the time in the movie checking my watch. I, I just wasn't super invested in it. It didn't have me. I wasn't I wasn't like thoroughly entertained by the story. I was really into it. Which yeah. is also surprising because I had probably the worst audience this year in that theater. Oh, dude, you wanna talk about fucking audiences. So really bad audience. People were like, it was a Saturday. We went to Garden State for it, so it was like packed. Yeah. Uh, also, I think it was on Black Friday weekend. Ooh. So it was brutal. yeah, it was, it was packed, and but like people who didn't buy tickets were just coming to the theater and like fucking just being like, yo, bro, like their friends were in the theater and like we're doing this, and they're just like walking around during the movie. Oh my and th- god. And this this girl that was sitting next to Brianna like actually got up and like flipped out. <laughs> That's awesome. But you know, I was really into it. You know, stuff like that that deals with disease and stuff like that freaks me out. Yeah. It got under my skin a lot. Yeah, it didn't do it for me. Yeah, I, I actually really liked it. I I thought the performances were really good, but and that's the only thing that like saved it for me grade wise. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like I didn't grade it very low either, but like it's getting a lot of really high praise and a lot of hype. It's at like a ninety six or something on Rotten Tomatoes and I just didn't feel that. Yeah, I gave it a I gave it a minus. I gave it a B minus. Yeah, I liked I liked I was really into it the whole time. Not me. It, it got the ending. It really sticks its landing. So like the ending was good, and that's why like it. Otherwise, for most of the movie, I was like, this is a C movie at best. Yeah, I I didn't feel that at all, man. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe we should have done an episode on that because <laughs> we almost never differ in in things like that. But I actually, um, I did a lot of like going back in time. I finally watched uh, Little. Oh, yeah, that was awful. Yeah, that's that was a painful experience for me. And then right after, I watched The Kid Who Would Be King. Okay, okay. <laughs> that was a brutal day for me. That was a very. I brutal love the day. snapping. I love all the the hand gestures. <laughs> the kid, the kid who plays Merlin. We talk a lot about on on this show, like. This is like one of the best child performances all year. That is the worst. <laughs> the kid who plays Merlin, worst child actor I've seen all year. Yeah. And he's barely a child. He's probably like 16 or 17 or something. Yeah. But his face, very punchable. <laughs> oh, hate it. Hate it. Hated it. I hated that movie. I fucking hated that movie. I did see a few older movies. I, I did play some catch up. Yeah. Played some catch up. What, 
Ooh, and mustard? Yeah, I played a, and a little bit of relish, too. Oh. If only this movie could have given me all the condiments. I watched Angel Has Fallen. <laughs> oh. Oh, great. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> That's the thing about going back in time in the year. It's like, if it's a good movie, we probably saw it already, so now yeah. we're just going to watch bad movies. Although, I watched uh, Britney Runs a Marathon. I, I saw that a few weeks ago. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it was good. I was, I, it was really funny. It was a nice story. I gave that like a B. Yeah, I was I was into it. Yeah, I I like that one. I saw yeah maybe like three weeks ago. I watched that one. Okay, I watched Claws. Oh yeah, me Sup- too. Super cool. Yeah, right. I really like the animation style. On yeah, that. I, I think we t- do. We talk about this already. You brought or? it up briefly on an episode. I think. Okay. I looked up how it was done because I was texting one of my animator friends, being like, "Is that two D or is that three D? Like, it's hard to it's tell. Hard to tell." And they weren't sure, but they also really liked it. So then I looked it up. It's all two D. They. Did the whole movie, I think for the most part, in Toon Boom, which is a 2D digital animation program. Okay. But then they wrote a like a plugin for it or a tool that basically you draw the portion of the character that you want in shadows onto him, but you just do it like as in like a block. Like you take the pen tool and you just draw the block around it. And then Got you. but then you take the tool and it automatically diffuses it to make it look like it's 3D. Wow. So weird. it's yeah, so it's a 2D animation approach with a tool that makes it look 3D. That's very cool. Yeah. I liked it, though. And it was a really original story. Yeah, I, I dug it. Yeah, I like that. And the only other thing that I saw that was, like, older, I watched Freaks. Okay. I remember that vaguely. It might be on Hulu, but uh, I had heard really good things about it. I actually really wanted to see it. And I enjoyed it, but, man, it needed money behind it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because it was, like, low budget, like, really indie. And there's a superhero vibe to it, okay. and they can't pull off certain things when they're trying to do the superhero points parts of it. I got you. But uh, no, it was pretty cool. Very cool. And then, yeah, a couple of Netflix movies. Uh, one that we are planning to do an episode on, I believe, right? Yeah. The Irishman, which everybody's talking about. Uh, Martin scores. and Never heard of this dude. <laughs> yeah. Martin scores something or other. Whatever hack <laughs> we should get him on the pod this isn't real radio <laughs> and uh the noah noah bombach i'm saying that right i don't know what i think i think but uh marriage story oh okay which i texted you about yeah i'm gonna try and watch both of those Dude. within the next couple of days there are now three scarlett johansson movies that make me cry when i watch them there's her, Endgame, and now this, Marriage Story. You can argue there's three this year that could do that. Yeah. Because JoJo gets really real. Gets close. Endgame, JoJo, and then, I mean, I haven't seen Marriage Story, but that's what I've heard from everybody. Yeah, dude, fucking awesome. Yeah, I don't think there's really anything. I saw A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I got, didn't say that. Yeah. I saw that a couple weeks ago. I yeah. saw that the weekend it came out. Me and Brianna went last night to go see it. Brianna we, and I. Brianna and I, we went and saw it. <laughs> And we saw it in a respectful theater, unlike you. Oh, my God, dude. These fucking old bags of bones sitting next to me at a (laughs) day. I think, okay, this is going to come around. Because I think these same old ladies were sitting next to me at Knives Out. They had the (laughs) A-list. I hope not. They're going to catch the (laughs) D-list. What is that? Death. Death I'm going to fucking murder them. (laughs) I, no, oh. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the same two ladies. I'm pretty sure. They go to the movies and they talk loudly to each other during them? I think they think they're talking quietly, but I just moved down like two seats from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because they're old and I understand that I'm like a, a younger guy. <laughs> I mean, I'm 30, but to fucking 102 year old lady, 30 is yeah, you're spry. F- you're spry. I'm spry as fuck. <laughs> I'm spry and I'm sky. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm super sly. <laughs> yeah. So it's really easy to remember those. And you're going to die. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. So they were talking and uh, basically knowing what I look like being a, because also when I get to the movies, I take my jacket off and everything. But like I go in there and I got like a, a you know, fucking baseball cap, leather jacket, mall tattooed, baseball bat. And a baseball bat. I got I got a bike chain wrapped around my knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> I got a pit bull with me. I also have pit bull with me. Yeah. 
He's just singing and dancing around in the background. He's a great time at suit. the movies, I'll tell you that. If you ever go to the movies with Pitbull... He'll tell you to put your fucking phone away during the trailers. Yeah, he's like, he's like show some fucking respect. Show some respect. You're at a regal. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so I I didn't want to be like... my Because my usual move is to lean over and go, shut the fuck up. But I didn't want to do that to these old ladies. But I did want them to know, like, stop. So um, anytime they would talk loud, I would click my pen real loud a number of times, almost as like a Pavlovian thing <laughs> to them. Like, hey, you hear my pen clicking? Shut the fuck up. And then and it, I would give them like, <laughs> and there was a number of times I straight up, because, you know, they're sitting to the right of me and they would be talking and I would just go. And just stare at them. Just grill them. And I was only one seat away from the lady. And then after a little while, I was just like, fine. And then I moved over two seats away from them. Mm-hmm. And then I couldn't really hear them. Like I, I can tell there was some sort of chatter, but I didn't hear what they were saying at all. And it was barely noticeable, so it was fine. And then one time, one time they got a little bit louder, mm-hmm. and I whipped around so fast and let out the loudest, most obnoxious, shh. <laughs> I was so fucking mad. You're done. <laughs> I was I was over it. I'm, yeah, and, when, and when the lights came up and I got up and got my stuff, I just gave them a look and shook my head like, you fucking old bags of shit. Like, I hate you. <laughs> There's a few people out there that need to be on the uh, do not serve list. <laughs> yeah, for real. Don't go to the movies if you can't shut the fuck up. I agree with that, though. I, I almost said to him and be like, hey, can I take a look at that when you're done? So they're like, what? What What are you talking about? I'd be like, well, I'm assuming Ryan Johnson gave you a copy of the script, and that's why <laughs> you're adding so much dialogue to this movie. Like, there must have been a scene that he wrote for you that he wanted you to come into every showing of this fucking movie and say your lines. Shut the fuck up. The movie is not just for you. You're in a theater with other people. It wasn't just me and then these two old ladies. There was a bunch of people. Yeah. Why are you talking? <laughs> Shut up and absorb the movie. These people, man. Drives me insane. <laughs> Let's go to the trailer park. <laughs> now that is the fastest we've ever gotten into the trailer park. Yeah, but the ramp up. No ramp up. No, there was a ramp up. It was your anger. Yeah, that, yeah. But it's time to decompress. I'm gone. They're old enough that hopefully by today they're dead. You never know. You do. You never know with these things. I'm hoping they just go see one action movie. Maybe the movie we're going to talk about in this trailer park. And it's so action packed that it just like gives them a heart attack and they croak. Maybe. In the theater. I'd be fine. Honestly, people are weird about death. If these two ladies died next to me in the theater, I'd have been like, nice. I can enjoy the rest of this movie. Damn. Minus, you know, the ambulance and stuff coming in and probably, you know, disrupting things. I was going to say, the movie probably wouldn't finish. <laughs> I would finish it. <laughs> Take them outside. <laughs> All right, come on. Keep this moving. <laughs> what are we talking today? We are talking Bond. James Bond. <laughs> Recently, I sold my Sega Genesis games. Shaken, not Sega. <laughs> what? <laughs> but uh, I had a game called James Pond, underwater agent what he's a fish no yeah was it a joke this is an actual game i had for the sega genesis i had a sega don't remember that game james at all. pond underwater agent i love that <laughs> yeah yeah we were talking james bond 007 nice no time to die so right out of the gate casino royale was a remake of a james bond movie yeah really it was the the woody allen one really i didn't know that. i didn't know it was two casino royale movies yeah it's loosely a James Bond movie, the original. So, like, that name is whatever. But Skyfall, Spectre, all Mama that. Solace. Yeah. None of those sound quite like a James Bond title. Yeah. No Time to Die is the perfect James Bond title. I hope. It sounds like it. it's supposed to be a James Bond movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that's, like, I think the Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, Spectre titles fit the daniel craig james bond movies better yeah because daniel craig you know when he came in they really grounded the movies way more and they made them more believable got you and they're more 
They're less hokey action movies and more like legit spy movies. Golden Pussy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's I I've got the uh like I forget what it is, 50 Years of Bond or whatever it is, yeah, the box set. I think it's crazy. And you watch those movies, then you go back and watch some of the other ones, and it's like Pierce Brosnan's surfing down a tidal wave of fire or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, it's awesome. what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, as in, what the hell is this amazing fucking this thing? Is I'm so seeing. good. Wow. Well, full disclosure, the only Daniel Craig Bond I've seen is Casino Royale. Spectre is amazing. I mean, not Spectre. Skyfall is amazing. Spectre was actually the worst out of the... Four, I would say. Okay, but yeah, Skyfall is excellent, well, and I gotta, I gotta see all of them. You, now. Sh- you should watch Skyfall. Skyfall was actually the movie that made me want to watch all the James Bond movies. That's the one that was Sam Mendes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I do want to see that. Yeah, and Javi- because we saw 1917, <laughs> and we can talk about it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Skyfall is great, and Javier Bardem is awesome in it. He's oh, a, he's in it? He's the villain, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotta love some good James Bond villains. Mm-hmm. There are really good ones. I think that the villain on this one is going to be really good, too. Oh, word? Yeah. You want to check it out? Let's, because this is a long trailer. Why would I betray you? We all have Hello, governor. <laughs> we just didn't get to yours yet. The world is arming faster than we can respond. Where's 007? Oh, that Ralph Pines is in his movies. I need a favor, brother. Oh. You're the only one I trust for this. He's just in everything that's British and agents. <laughs> the world's moved on, Commander Bond. You were double O. Two years. So stay in your lane. You get Does he still way. drive Aston I Martin? I bullet in your knee. Is that Audi? What it is? No, there's no way he's I driving an Audi now. I thought it was a Ford. <laughs> I thought it was a Ferrari. <laughs> James Bond. So you're not dead. Hello, Q. I've missed you. It's the most valuable asset this country has. If you feel yourself losing control, I'm not going to lose control. Gave up everything for her. Ooh. Christoph Waltz? Was he in the other ones? When her secret finds its way out, it'll be the death of him. I think he was. I'm trying to remember, though. What is it? You don't know what this is. James Bond. Licensed to kill. History of violence. Could be speaking to my own reflection. Only your skills die with your body. Mine will survive long after the mask? I'm gone. Is that something from the old movies? The other movies? No, History I mean that's the mask is Remy Malek's character's thing. But Remy Malek, I think, is he's the actual villain of the movie. Got you. That's cool. Yeah, which is, it's cool because I feel like that's a little bit out of the box for him. Yeah. Okay, this is super James Bondy, though. Yeah. Machine Gun Headlights. Machine Gun Kelly is <laughs> No Time to Die. I like that they showed that, too, at the end of the trailer. Yeah, coming down the aisle. Classic. See, a lot of this feels classic Bond. Even the, the fact that Rami Malek as the villain has like a like a mask like there's almost like a costume to him. Yeah. Like that feels very old school Bondy. Watching this trailer maybe because now I, I'm actually going to the movie theaters now that we started doing the podcast. Mhm. Yeah, I I, I actually want to see this. And I didn't feel like that for the other James Bond movies. Like I, when I saw the trailers for Skyfall, Quantum of Solace, all that, I was just like Cool car commercial, bro. Let's go buy a watch. Like, <laughs> I'm excited for this. Actually, this, the first half of this trailer doesn't really do much for me. Yeah. It, it feels a little It's a weird little to have stale. a trailer that's a slow burn. Yeah, like it kind of is. <laughs> I'm also a little bit hesitant about this movie because 
Daniel Craig really didn't want to do it. Oh, so he's so he's gonna be really invested. <laughs> Why didn't he want to do it? Is he just like he's, he's just over it? Like, he's just like, all right, we did it. Yeah, I mean, I mean he's, he's older already. Also, like the more you do, the harder it's gonna be to break away from that character. Yeah, that's true. And uh, I mean, yeah, he's done for. Also, we have the trailer playing again, and Christoph Waltz came up again. He was the villain inspector. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm a little bit concerned about that. I think the writing on this might be pretty good, though. I mean, he's not the writer on it, but the director of this movie, Carrie Joe Fukunada, I'm pretty sure is how you pronounce it. Okay. But he was the writer on It Part One. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I just got that on Blu-ray for three dollars really? on Black for Friday. Damn, nice. That's yeah. a good deal. And I got Ready Player One in 4K for $7. Nice. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but uh, Neil Purvis, he's a writer on this. He's basically done all these Daniel Craig James Bond movies, so it's, he okay. knows At what works. At least it's consistent. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for this. Also, you, you're talking ties. Like, I feel like our, our ties for the trailer parts of the movie we're going to review have been pretty loose lately, but this movie has Daniel Craig and Anna de Armas. Oh, really? Yeah, so there we go. Very yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. Look at us. Get back on track. Back on track. Ish. <laughs> Ish. Yeah. Well, one thing that I think is a little bit concerning, but granted, this is a studio film. Yeah. It's got like seven writers on it. Yeah. That's kind of how these things go, though. Yeah. And actually, you know, a movie being a studio film and stuff, that's going to come back around for Knives Out. But they've been off and on because Casino Royale was really good. Quantum of Solace was a letdown. Skyfall was really good. Then Spectre was a letdown. So hopefully this is a return to form. I would kind of like it. If this is Daniel Craig's last film, even though I've really liked them, I think he's burnt out on it. I don't want the quality to drop because they've been, for the most part, probably the most consistent Bond movies of any Bond so far. Yeah. He hasn't gone to space. He hasn't gone to space yet, but there is this movie. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's still time. Who's going to get in space first? James Bond or the fan, um, <laughs> Fantastic Four? Uh, Fu- Fast, Fast and Furious. And Furious. Fast yeah. and Furious, definitely. Yeah. I feel like the next one, they have to go to space. <laughs> they have to because it's the obvious trajectory of a racing movie <laughs> yep i think i actually look forward to seeing this which is weird because i don't really care about the james bond character really yeah i haven't seen a honestly full disclosure and i guess a, a way to, to kind of start half talking about knives out but also still talking about this like the only two daniel craig movies I've seen our Casino Royale and Knives Out. Really? Yeah, I don't know what else he's been in that you, I've seen. You haven't seen The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? No. Damn. Well, you should really see that. Also, me and you were talking uh, Adam Driver. Logan Lucky you haven't seen? No. Oh, you got to see that too. Yeah, so like I have I I'm not very familiar with Daniel Craig. I can I know one other one you saw. What? Star Wars The Force Awakens. Was he in that? Oh, <laughs> duh. Okay. Yeah, I loved his work in that movie. <laughs> so good. So good. What about Cowboys and Aliens? That that classic. Oh, my God. I actually did see that. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't realize. Yeah, I, I forgot about that movie. It's hard to. <laughs> Dude, that was awful. That was during a time in my life where me and my buddy Tom, shout out to our number one Swampy, we're just going to see literally like every single movie. I'm pretty sure he came with me to that one. It's hard <laughs> to remember those days. Foggy. Foggy? <laughs> Very foggy. But I, I just remember seeing that and being like, this is fucking garbage. <laughs> this is a trash bag. Billy Magnuson's in this also. He's not in the trailer. Oh, okay. But uh, I mean, we really, I really liked him. I think you did too. And um, Ingrid Goes West. Yeah. And then we talked about him a little bit in uh, Velvet Buzzsaw. Velvet Buzzsaw this mm-hmm. year. Uh, but yeah, no, I like the cast. And I mentioned Remy Malik real quick, but he got, he blew up from Mr. Robot. Yeah. But I mean, everyone loved him in Bohemian Rhapsody. I wasn't the biggest fan of that movie, but he was yeah. he was great in it. I think it's gonna be really cool to see him as like a villain in this. Yeah. He's also got kind of that face. He just has that face where I feel like he's up to no good. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. He's got a he's got a pucker about him. Yeah, he does. So he's got a pucker about him. All right. You got anything? I don't. Let's get no. the fuck out of here. All right, so let's get our knives out. Okay. I thought about bringing a knife with me as a bit. And then having to be like, whoa. And I just pull my knife out and put it on the desk. <laughs> and be like, why did you bring that in here? Did they ever explain what like the whole knife wheel contraption is? Um, Yeah, the grandfather, the guy who dies. I don't remember characters' names ever. But he had a 
book, one of the books, because uh, the cop who's a fan of his mentions something from that book, and it's like something of the thousand knives or something like that. Oh, uh, okay. Or a hundred knives or something like that. So I think that wheel is supposed to be like in reference to the, his book. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. But yeah, so we're talking knives out. This movie was really hyped up. Yeah. Like really hyped up for a while. Yeah. Sitting at like a 99% for months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. From early, early showings. And Ryan Johnson is the writer and director on this movie. Most, Star most Wars known fans for, are... <laughs> yeah, most known for killing Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Spoiler alert. We'll we'll get into because I'm gonna bring up Star Wars in this. Of course, me too. But this, I see. I don't want to say too much about the movie right now. But this is really his wheelhouse. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you just say yeah. Well, all right. Well, I'll I'll say because it's not really saying anything about it about this the last note i wrote ryan johnson should only do non-star wars movies (laughs) here's the thing with ryan johnson i think when there's no studio interference he's a really good director yeah and and writer because he he usually does direct and write both his movies you know all of his movies he did brink which was brink feels a little bit like this actually and just that there's like a detective aspect to it and then he also did the brothers bloom which i also feel like ties into this a little bit where Brothers Room is kind of over the top, pretty funny. Yeah. There's a I lot of seen it. Yeah. You feel felt that in this, right? Oh yeah. So and then I mean Looper I didn't see that either. Lo- Looper again almost ties into this a little bit because Looper kind of takes the genre that it's in and like flips it on its head. And, you know, this is a who done it, but this is kind of a who done it in a completely different way. You've seen it done before. Yeah, which is something because we did a trailer park on this. And that's something that we had talked about. It's very easy to fall into certain tropes of a murder mystery because it's a very old kind of genre. You know, like it's not something that one you see told in modern day a lot anymore. It's something that's like way more popular from like the fucking like 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. Yeah. I mean, the last one that I can really think of that came out was Murder on the Orient Express, which is a remake. Yeah, exactly. So we talked about it in the trailer park. We we're hoping to see something unique here and different. And uh, I think I think he does a good job delivering on that. Yeah. No, I definitely think this is you know in a time where everything's a reboot or a re yeah you know reimagining or a sequel. This is very original. Yeah. In the times of reboots and remakes, this is refreshing. Oh, there we go. No, but for real, like, uh, I can tell as I was watching it, I'm like, this movie's really smart. Yeah. It's very well written. Like, the characters are, like, well-rounded and well-developed. And I think it is really smart. I think that some aspects of it, the movie thinks it's smarter than it actually is. Well, we'll We'll get get into into that. Yeah. Because I, I do agree. I wonder if it's the same thing, but okay. I have, I have a feeling it is because we've been doing this together for almost a year now. Because <laughs> we've been doing it forever. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing it hard. Oh, how do you think this futon broke? <laughs> <laughs> Great cast on it, though. I remember when we, the trailer came out, you were like, you see the Knives Out trailer? And I was like, yeah, but it's like Ryan Johnson. Like, I'm not sure how I feel because he's got the Star Wars thing. Yeah, and I was like, like, but come on. You're like, that cast... Uh, the cast is really fucking good on this. Really good. Really good and really well acted. Yeah. What, Did, an, what an ensemble. Yeah. I was trying to think of it. Do you think this is the best cast of the year in a movie? Dude, Endgame. And, okay. But that's... I, Endgame, yes. But at the same time, a lot of characters don't get screen time. Well, some of them get smaller screen time. Ant-Man joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. Endgame, but something that's not Endgame that costs $400 million to make. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ensemble like that? Yeah. Ooh, man. I don't know. There were a ton of people in friggin' Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. There was. But again, it's not a lot of screen time divvying up over there. I was trying to think of it. Hollywood is probably the only one that I can really like make a case for. But this is really good. This is up there. The cast alone is just worth going to see. Because you've got Daniel Craig. He plays Benoit Blanc. I think it's funny that his name is Benoit Blanc because he's like really Southern. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's Cajun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, every time he talked, because I wasn't expecting Cajun, because why does he need to be? But then the reason he needs to be is because 
there's been a murder. <laughs> I was going to say the reason he needs to be is because he doesn't want to be James Bond. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. So, because he's British, right? Yeah. In real life, yeah. So good on him doing an accent, but the and it's not a bad thing. It didn't take away from my enjoyment of the movie at all. But Megan and I have been rewatching The Office. Yeah. And as soon as he opened his mouth, the Savannah and, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. <laughs> that's why I keep going. There's it's been, been a murder. murder. <laughs> I do declare. <laughs> Ana de Armas, she plays Marta Cabrera. She was great in this, but uh, if Blade Runner wasn't her breakout role, this probably will be. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Well, wasn't she in something else we did this year? Because I know we've talked about her recently. The only other thing that she's been in this year was The Informer. I didn't see that. Oh, I didn't see that either. So maybe not. Maybe we were talking about something from past years. She's in stuff coming up, though. She's in No Time to Die, which we just talked about. Yeah. And then I think she's in a movie called Deep Water, which I haven't heard of anything about. Okay. Dark Water, but not. Yeah. Dark Water. Dark underwater. Waters, underwater. Deep Water. Water World. But I think this might be her breakout role. I think more people are going to recognize her after yeah. After this. She's she's great in this. I mean, just what you're saying, like between being in a James Bond movie, being in this, having been in Blade Runner, like those are those are some pretty big movies to be in. Yeah. You know? She's doing her career right. <laughs> Actually, yeah, because I'm like, I love Blade Runner. So I'm like, yeah, you, yeah, you're doing it right. Jamie Lee Curtis, she plays Linda Drysdale. Michael Shannon is Walt Thrombley. Tony Collette is Joni Thrombley. Ugh. Don Johnson, she's awesome. She was so good in this. <laughs> Don Johnson's Richard Drysdale. Lakeith Stanfield, I completely forgot that he was in this movie. Then he showed up and I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. He plays Lieutenant Elliot. Christopher Plummer, Harlan Thrombley. Catherine Langford is Meg Thromby, and then Jaden Martell is Jacob Thromby. So I wasn't going to go through, they've been in this movie, because there's like... Right, there's a lot of people. Yeah. But it's a lot of people we have talked about this year, too. Yeah. I mean, really, Daniel Craig, I don't even think I said Chris Evans yet. Chris Evans plays Oh, yeah, Ransom. Chris Evans. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, Ana de Armas, they, they get the most screen time, the three of them. Yeah. After that, maybe Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't think so. No. That's something I was kind of going to say. I feel like Jamie Lee Curtis's position in the family is bigger than her role in the movie. Yeah, I would agree with that. I'm told through the movie that she is almost second in command to to dad. Mm -hmm. But I see her less than I see her husband who married into the family. Yeah. I think it's, it's because her husband, they make him more of a focal point of like he could possibly be a culprit yeah for part of the movie yeah maybe that's why because there are certain people in the beginning of this movie that they want you to suspect oh yeah that's that's the game you always play in yeah. a murder mystery you throw out a couple of red herrings mm-hmm. throw out some clues it's like oh make it real obvious it's this person but uh having read quite a lot of agatha christie myself i'm very hip to those tricks i mean if you watch any mystery movies you can pick it up too, but it's not just the red herrings. It's sometimes they try to make something obvious so that they can twist it on you only for it to be true in the end. Yeah. Which kind of happens in this. Yeah. We'll get to it in a bit. I wanted to say the movie's marketed as a whodunit, but it almost is kind of only a whodunit for about 30 minutes. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I I liked that. Yeah, no, that I was. It was interesting. It was a really cool way of telling that story. The Who Done It genre is not really like something I'm too into. I love it. Do you? Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, this this type of thing is like right up my alley. Yeah. This I'm not like really into it. And once they kind of reveal some stuff and it goes in a completely different direction, I was like, oh man, I'm digging this now. Like this is really cool. Yeah. Because you know you're saying they they give you little little seeds little seeds and then they reveal it all at the end or whatever this is basically like they reveal almost the entire thing like really early on in the movie right but then there's things that come back around that's the cool thing is it changes your idea of what the actual mystery is because the audience is privy to information that the investigators and most of the family does not know yeah so it's almost like we are in on the secret but there's also obvious pieces that we don't know because the person who we are mainly following doesn't realize certain aspects of what's going on around them and 
then all of a sudden now we're watching other people trying to figure out the original mystery while we're trying to figure out the mystery of like what's really happening though Mm -hmm. because you're sitting there and you're like okay but if i know this to be true then who did this because now the whodunits in a completely different direction that they're not looking at yet Mm -hmm. and that makes it really interesting yeah obviously we're trying to speak fairly vaguely so like some of this <laughs> might sound like just nonsense nonsense yeah rambling and talking in circles but i don't want to spoil anything quite yet yeah you know i i like that they because i was kind of like they're giving us a lot they're giving us way too much oh now <laughs> they I, gave us everything I, everything <laughs> but then but then the w- direction the movie goes in afterwards was one very original i wasn't expecting that and a lot of fun like there's yeah. there's a a lot more humor in this than I thought there would be. Oh, dude, I was laugh. I was laughing a lot. I yeah. was lolling. LOL. The the thing with her throw up. Oh yeah, that's great. I thought it was really funny. <laughs> uh, I really liked. I I mean, Lakeith is great. Mm-hmm. He he has some of the funniest moments in the movie, and then the the partner cop who's just like kind of way too into. Yeah, he's he's awesome. (laughs) He's a fan of like the murder mystery genre. He's actually a fan of the guy's books. Yeah, so he's like really digging all of this. He's like, man, that's cool. (laughs) Um, But Tony Collette was amazing. She was really funny. She's she's amazing in everything she does (laughs) at this point. Like, why do we even say it? (laughs) I've never seen her play a character like this though, and she's like really ditzy in this. Yeah, yeah, like. It's not what I mean. We usually see her either as something more like serious and dramatic or whatever. So for her to be like a little bit more comical, playing kind of dumb, being a different character, like within the first scene of her, I totally understood all of her. Like yeah. I, I got everything. Like she is so good at conveying her character through every little bit of screen time she gets. Not not including Anna De Amaris or Daniel Craig. Did you have a favorite member of the family? Because I think Tony Collette was my favorite member of the family. Ooh, if it's not her, it's Chris Evans. I was gonna say, uh, mine might be Chris Evans because I can I can vibe with the the black sheep thing more so than anything else. I was also gonna say though, uh, you know, you're talking about Tony Collette. This is a little out of the box. This is pretty out of the box for uh, Chris Evans. Like, oh it, yeah, it was it was cool seeing Chris Evans play a douche. <laughs> Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, because like he's known to be. I mean, in the Marvel movies, he's just, like the the goody two shoes. But Altruistic. even in 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 real life, he just seems like the nicest dude. Yeah, and and then in this, he's just like such a scumbag. <laughs> such <laughs> a <dick>. awesome. <laughs> it's funny because uh, I wrote down. I just wrote Chris Evans is awesome because I I loved like the scene when he first comes back. And I think they they play a little bit of it in the trailer. They're just like, oh, funny you would miss the funeral, but you'd come early for the will reading. Yeah. He's like, you know what? You eat shit. Yeah. They're like, oh, my God. And everyone's getting upset with him. He's like, you eat shit. (laughs) Eat eat shit. (laughs) Eat shit. And he's pointing at everybody. And then he points to the cops. He's like, you eat shit. (laughs) And the whole time I just wanted someone to go, language. (laughs) I I really like that part. And then when the trailer was going on, like when we saw the trailer, and he has that line where he's like CSI KFC, like I didn't I didn't get it because yeah. I wasn't really paying attention. But the accent and it happening in the movie made me laugh. But that was hilarious yeah. too. I think Tony Collette and Chris Evans are my two favorite non the two main characters. I agree. Yeah. I agree with that fully. And that's not even saying anyone was really bad in this. Like, no, no, everyone played a really crucial part. In all of it, I think that um oh shit, uh, Michael Shannon thought he was really good too. Yeah, yeah, he's great. I think in general, and I again, I think this comes back around more so too when Ryan Johnson can do his own thing. I think he always has very well acted movies. Okay, and I mean, you said you haven't seen them, but he usually gets great performances out of his actors. There's some in The Last Jedi that I'm not like too big on. That's why I said when he can do his own thing. Yeah. But also like regardless of you know if it's a studio film or not, he has a really good eye behind the camera because his movies are shot really well. Also. Oh, dude, this movie looked awesome. I loved the feel of the movie. Yeah. We've talked about other movies. What was it? 
Oh, we talked about it on Parasite where we felt like the house was almost another character in the movie. Mm -hmm. Same thing here. Yeah. I feel like the house in this was another character in this movie. And especially like because it it plays into the whodunit. Yeah. It's like the secret, you know, secret compartment or whatever. Like the way that that's like, well, we know at this time this person would have come downstairs or upstairs because of how it creaks. And then this person is the light sleeper and all that. Like, that was all, all really cool. Yeah, all of that intricacy and like the detail of the house just really like kind of like puts you in there and then it almost gives us more clues so we can start to think about it ourselves yeah. and try to get ahead of the movie. You're you're talking about the the house. I like the moments in the house way better than when they're not in the house. Yeah. Cuz they leave the house about maybe halfway through this movie or maybe only in the uh, third maybe, act or so. Yeah, it's a little bit later, yeah. Um, but they leave the house, and those parts I don't think felt as strong as the rest of the movie. No, not at all, because it had a, a way different, a kind of a aesthetic. different tone. Yeah. yeah, but I mean aesthetic also. Yeah, it, it looks. It's... It almost makes sense because at that same point is when there's that change in what the movie really is, and then like the tone changes with it. Yeah, I just felt like when they were just in the house, it was a little bit more suspenseful. I felt like there was a little bit more intrigue because you were getting fed like different info from different people and stuff like that. And also everyone's just stuck in the same room. And also there's way more tension because your main character is at a heightened state of like almost like paranoia or like distress. Yeah. So like you're feeling for her and there's all these other people around. I just felt like there was more tension when it was in the house. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I, I think for us to really talk about this movie for the last bit, we're going to have to spoil some stuff, but I do have do have a question. It's not a spoiler, but it's a question. Okay. There's a moment in this movie where, uh, what's what's her name? Um, our main, I guess she would be the main character. The, what, her character name or the actress? Character name. Marta. Marta. So Marta, something happens, the family is all kind of coming at her. Mm-hmm. And Chris Evans pulls up so that she can make a getaway from yeah. them. Kind of comes up and saves the day, I'd say. Yeah. Almost like a hero. So maybe in Endgame, when Captain America goes back in time, it creates a separate timeline where he he didn't meet Peggy, but he was actually part of this family, this murder mystery family. Mm -hmm. And this is Backdoor MCU. No. It's a stretch. You know what's funny about that? All right, so here we go. Spoiler alerts from here on out. Because um, I wrote that because there's a scene when they're at, they're eating food and whatnot, and then Chris Evans gets her to spill her beans. Mm -hmm. Something happens within that range. Because at first I was just like, oh, he's being a really nice guy. He's listening to everything. And then something happens that kind of clued me in on something. And I wrote... Never mind. He definitely did it. Okay. I'm surprised it took you that long. Well, all right. So <laughs> are you do you want to talk about the thing where it's like well, thinks it's smarter than it is? Yeah. His name is Ransom. Well, his name's Ransom, but also like everyone's first instinct, I think, or at least mine was, was oh, Chris Evans is the one that that kills him. Yeah. Like he's he's the villain of this whole movie. And they show you like the events of the night, but Chris Evans leaves the house. Yeah. And then, so it's like, okay, I know all of this stuff. Don't know what he was doing, though. It's like really obvious. At least I thought it was really obvious. I think that's the thing that they want to make it seem obvious. But then that's where it comes into play with, um, you know, once we learn what actually happened, because what actually happened was it was a suicide. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was technically. Te- technically, it was a suicide, but not it, not really. And also, like yeah. Chris Evans digs himself way deep in a hole. <laughs> yeah, which is really cool. Yeah, because that's the thing is like it's it's seen as a suicide first, but then it comes around to be investigated as a murder because somebody anonymously hires Daniel Craig's character mm-hmm. to investigate this because he's like this amazing private investigator yeah it's like well renowned written up in like the new york times or something because they bring up that article a number of times in there Mm -hmm. and uh for the first half of the movie 
I wasn't trying to jump to any conclusions. I was just trying to like I feel take like in all the information. I feel like with a whodunit, that's always part of the charm to it. Is yeah, you, you want to try and it's guess. Like you're so playing I, was, along. I was trying to guess with it, but my guess within the first few minutes of the movie turned out to be right. Yeah, and that bummed me out. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it technically wasn't right because he didn't kill him, but he plotted to kill him because he knows that the will is going to change. Yeah, because in everybody's arguments with the dad who who dies, the dad who dies, he tells everybody one by one, you're cut off. Yeah. But Chris Evans, he tells not only that he's cut off, but he's cutting everyone else off and he's changing his will to give it to Marta. Mm -hmm. So Chris Evans is the only one who knows this. They've already established that him... Chris Evans and his grandfather have a closer relationship than most. And then you see in like flashbacks through like Marta's retelling of the, the stories that he sees a lot of himself in Ransom. So that's why he's very close. Almost the same way that he is so close with Marta now. So that's when Ransom starts plotting. He's not plotting to... Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right, because he switches the bottles. He switches the bottles, yeah. He switches the bottles. So he does that intentionally to try and... He switches the bottles so then Marta will kill him, in right. which case she'll, she so won't be able to inherit to frame... the will. Okay, so I guess that is murder, but in a way, because he's tricking her into murdering him so that she wouldn't yeah. get the money. Yeah. All right, fine, fair point. <laughs> I just don't think he did it. <laughs> <laughs> he's Captain America. <laughs> yeah, give him a break. Because he, he plots to, to kill him, and then but he actually goes ahead and attempts to kill multiple other people in the movie, too. Yeah. So that's, you know. He just keeps digging it deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah. But yeah, I, I was just a little bummed that I think usually when you predict something in a movie, you're like, oh, I'm so fucking smart. But then this one, I was just kind of like, ah, oh, damn it. Because well, I was hoping it'd be different. I, yeah, I wanted it to be a little bit different. The only thing I will say that maybe is a prop to the movie is that Chris Evans seems like the logical one who would do it, and he is. Yeah. But that almost is good because it, it's believable. Right. In which case, because there's... It doesn't mo- feel like they just pulled it out of their ass. ass. And it's yeah, like, there's other movies where it's like, okay, on. and here comes the twist, and then they, like, all the Saw movies, when they, like, this was actually happening, they show, it's like, this is so manufactured. Yeah. yeah. That This felt like, yeah, makes sense. Moving on, <laughs> like yeah, so. I felt I felt good at the end of it though. Like I felt like it resolved in a very clean way, and I loved the whole bit of. And it's also funny because I really only know Daniel Craig as like James Bond, mm-hmm. but he was also very funny in this. And that whole thing where he's talking about like the donut holes, yeah, he's like he's like this case is a donut, and we're looking for the donut hole to fit in there. Yeah. But that's not the whole donut because there's a there's another <laughs> hole. In the donut hole, so now we got to find the hole that fills the donut hole's hole that goes in the hole of the donut. <laughs> and he just keeps... To, uh, I really liked that, but uh, his whole, like, unraveling of everything, and I love that stuff. Like, I love the movie Clue. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also a reference to Clue in this. Like, they literally name drop it. And I love, like, I think the biggest standout for the movie Clue is the multiple endings when Tim Curry is running through, like, all of the possibilities. And that's why you did it. And, like, mm-hmm. how he, like, figures it out. I love that shit. Yeah. Like, that, it's such a it's such a nice payoff, especially if it makes sense and it comes through clean. But also, if new information is brought in by the person, like, it's lame if... We see all the events unfold, and then we go, all right, yeah, we understand. We know that that's what happened. And then the detective just pieces all of the stuff that we already know together, and then we watch them realize it. That's one thing, but it's another thing when they actually bring in things that we were not privy to that they had picked up through their investigation, but were keeping close to the vest. Well, there's also things that they show you in this movie that you don't even think about. Right. And which which is cool because there's the the grandma part where she's like, Oh, you're back again, ransom. Yeah. And at first glance it's a, just a funny joke because she's old and she can't see. Yeah. But then if you actually like think about it or when you re- realize later on it, the word again 
was key there because he right. was actually there. So like stuff like that I thought was really cool. Yeah. Because just out of context, you're like, you're back again. Yeah. Like that, that like doesn't you came sound back to the like house. He already left. Yeah. Yeah. It, you left and you came back again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I liked that. And that's kind of going back to the writing and how I felt like the script is like really smart. Like you have to, it has to be smart if you're going to write a mystery because yeah. if it's stupid, then it's stupid. <laughs> this is, it's definitely smart. I don't want to discount the, the, the script by saying like, oh, I predicted that. So that one aspect felt less smart than everything else. But in general, like super original. I love how it flips the, the genre on its head and does things out of order. It's almost like a different type of storytelling. You talk about like linear storytelling, whatever. Like this, like jumbles around the way or the order that you would assume events would happen in a whodunit, which is really cool. This is etch a sketch storytelling. <laughs> you know how to like draw on an etch a sketch. Sometimes you got to go back over the line you just drew, so you could go out at a different point on that line. Yeah, that's like what this is. Yeah. It's, it's like cool, you though. go you go forward and then you have to go you take two steps forward and then you have to take one step back and then you diverge off to this path and then you go forward three steps and then you take two steps back you drop <laughs> back down to the original storyline you grab four, four steps forward it's like it's really cool and it's not like as confusing and convoluted as I just described it yeah I really I really like the way like the events unfold and there's that mix of letting the audience in on information and keeping things hidden and then some things hiding in plain sight. Like you mm-hmm. said, like that small bit of dialogue, that one line of you came back again. And then even like kind of Chris Evans saying like that game that they play. And he's like, I didn't understand why he told me that you, you beat him more than I did at that. He's like, oh, now I get it. Yeah. Cause that's a game that, takes being like steps ahead to like be able to win it Mm -hmm. so like at that moment that was the moment where i was just like oh he's the he's the one who's behind this yeah the only other thing and i i kind of touched on it wasn't a huge fan of that car chase sequence yeah that didn't need it yeah i think it's not supposed to be a point of action more so a point of absurdity yeah because it's not it's not like an intense car chase like it's a slow speed chase the the car chase i wasn't like really feeling and i felt like it dragged a little bit for me yeah some some of the third act for me drags a little bit yeah and it feels out of place against the rest of it yeah really well acted really smart really original and i think as far as whodunits this is for me this has to be up there like I there I haven't really enjoyed a who done it this much in a really long time if ever yeah. probably I feel that yeah like I, you mentioned Clue Clue's probably the best one maybe yeah. well yeah I don't know for me I I've heard that there are people out there who think that movie's trash but fuck them I mean I would almost argue that Knives Out is better though because Knives Out is like completely original yeah. Clue's, I mean, it, Clue is original, but it's also based on something. Yeah, and and it's also playing off of tropes as it yeah. as a joke. It's part of the joke of the movie, but it is just playing off of cliches and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, you want to you want to get in tomato tomato on this? I would love to. Tomato tomato, the critics are bringing knives out in at a ninety six percent. Cool. So that's an A, right? Hefty. Yeah, it's an A. Yeah, that's that's good. The audience tomato they're bringing in at a ninety two percent. A minus. Yeah, cool. A to I, an A minus. I'm gonna go tomato. Mm-hmm. I gave it an A. Nice. Yeah, I'm gonna go tomato and I give it A minus. Okay, <laughs> very cool. Very cool, bro. Very, wow. You know, I liked it a lot. I said at the top, Who Done It's really isn't my cup of tea, it's and not, it is mine. Yeah, but I like this a lot. And for me, the only things that really brought it down were just a little bit of the pace dragging. And I didn't like that I could predict the the killer right away. Yeah. And then one, this didn't really bother me as much, but I did notice it. There's some members of the family who almost have nothing to them. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I was saying. And that's one of the things that brought it down a little bit for me. You have somebody like Jamie Lee Curtis, who is a great actor. And she seems like now that her father is dead, that she would be in charge of the family, and she doesn't get a lot of screen time in this. Mm -hmm. I felt, at least. Or at least, I didn't feel like her character was as prominent as her position in the family would make it seem. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely one of them. I would also say that um, Catherine Langford, who plays Meg, 
She's, really oh, she's not... barely in it, and the the kid. J- yeah, Jaden Martell, he's not in it. I wish he was in it more because he actually had some funny jokes. <laughs> I, oh, I loved the thing where um, I think it was Michael Shannon said, because they were like, well, he was in the bathroom when Ransom and, and them were arguing. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, probably furiously masturbating <laughs> to pictures of dead deer. Yeah. Because <laughs> he <laughs> he's like an alt-right troll on yeah. the internet. Oh, man. <laughs> that was good. This is the part that went like, they accuse Marta of basically sleeping with him, and you just hear his high pitched voice over everyone. He's just like, "You slept with my grandpa." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh too. But really good time. I I think this actually this lived up to the hype. I mean, it was at a ninety nine. Yeah. For me, like I didn't actually have you know high expectations before the scores came out, just because it was Ryan Johnson. I was I had the Star Wars stank, and then yeah. the scores came out. And stank I was, wars. Exactly. <laughs> stank wars. The scores came out though. Then I was like, "All right, I'm like, I'm more excited for it." But I also was like, "It is a whodunit. I don't, I still don't know how much I'm actually gonna enjoy it." And this filled the bill for me. There's been a few movies that have scored really high and they just couldn't live up to the hype. This one yeah. did for me. Yeah, uh, same here. This one I had a really good time watching. Honestly, when I'm like looking at my list for the end of the year, this one's a contender for the top ten for me. It's it's insane how many this is a contender for the top 10 movies we've been getting in the last like, month alone. <laughs> I know. They're all coming out now. Like, yeah. we were getting ones like in the beginning of the year. I'd say until two months ago, there would be, if there was, if I had to make a top 10 of all the movies since pre-October or pre-November, I would have been like, there was one movie every like two months that I would be like, that could be in my top 10. Now, every other movie that comes out, I'm like, that's a contender for the top. Two months ago, there was only, I would say, four movies that I felt strongly about. Yeah, I might have had five, like, five or six. Like, strongly like, as in, like, that is that has to be in it type thing. Yeah. Now I'm like, damn, there's, like, a bunch that are going to get, like, I'm actually going to have to think about it. I know my top four already. Wow. I'm assuming other things come around. But there's there's four right I'm now gonna, that I'm are I'm going to guess. In, number four. I'm not going to say what they are. Number either. four, Joker and regular... Theaters. Oh, I see what you're doing here. Number three, Joker at the Alamo. <laughs> Number two, Joker in 4K. Number <laughs> which was Joker. Number one, <laughs> Joker in IMAX. Should we should Dolby? We, should Dolby we tr- Joker. Should we try and do a game when we do our duties and guess each other's lists? Ooh, that's gonna be really hard because you're gonna have to guess out of 180. I mean, you could assume that Sex Toplets isn't gonna be in the top, <laughs> although could show up in the uh, duties. In the bottom ten, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're not doing Netflix movies for bottom ten because most of it would be Netflix movies. But well, I- let's say this: we're not doing Netflix movies unless they're in contention for Oscars. Well, yeah, like if they yeah. if they meet Oscar qualifications. Mm-hmm. So if it like the Irishman is a Netflix movie, but it was released in theaters for three weeks previous to being on Netflix, so that would actually count for the Academy. Well, I was I was gonna say like I would count Netflix movies for the top ten, but not the bottom ten, just because the bottom ten will be filled with Netflix movies. Okay, that's fair. Like, yeah, if if a Netflix movie can squeak into the top ten, yeah, I think without a doubt, Six Tuplets is. The worst movie I've seen this year. If not, yeah. if it's not the worst, it's the second worst. And The Haunting of Sharon Tate is probably number one. <laughs> like that was pretty bad, dude. That was really bad. But I, man, I've seen some movies. I've seen a lot of bad movies, but not all of the bad movies made me angry. Yeah, Little made me angry. <laughs> I was so mad. And isn't it romantic? I was ready for the plane to go down because i watched it on on a flight <laughs> i was like take it down i don't care man yeah isn't it romantic the one part with adam divine pretending to orgasm made me laugh didn't didn't get me jexy too you want to talk about all right so we got a lot of fodder for the duties we do maybe, maybe we shouldn't get into it right now i'm super excited but you know if you want to if you want to hear some of the reviews from the our past sure you can check in the in the podcast stream, or you can go to todosmoviereviews.com, where we got all that shit. All that shit? And we got all of our shit down there. And I'm talking about that that sweet, sweet swag. Yeah. That, that merch shop, bruh. <laughs> bruh. Bruh. <laughs> bruh. <laughs> 
But yeah, we got t-shirts. We got stuff. I forgot. <laughs> we got t-shirts. I know T- we got t-shirts. T-shirts, a lot of swag. I mean, we're doing our, our uh, contest. We need written reviews, five stars on iTunes. We're close to it. We're going to give away some free stuff, so do that. And yeah, hit us up on Instagram. I mean, we're, we do most of our marketing for the show, information on <laughs> yeah, Instagram. We so hardly gotta, use any other social media yeah, platforms. You, you so. got to be on the Insta. You got to be part of the Gram fam. Gram fam. <laughs> Wabam. Wabam. Showam. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, I I actually meant to talk about it at the beginning of this episode because this is going to be coming out just almost two weeks to the day before Christmas. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking we should do a two dudes movie review, Secret Santa. Okay, I'm down for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the secret's out. <laughs> um, I got you, and you got me. Well, you can still draw out of a hat if okay. you want. I'm going to get someone completely else. You, just, you <laughs> get yourself and you're like, look what I bought myself. I went over the $20 limit. <laughs> I I hope I get someone else. And then on the episode, you give me something and then I don't have anything to give you. Yeah. I'm like, well, I got Bradley. So who? who? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fucking hate Bradley. <laughs> then I'm taking back this box set of Shrek movies. <laughs> but yeah. What do you want to set up as parameters for this? I feel like uh, a price limit, a maximum, so we don't go crazy on each other. Because no offense, you're cool, but I have a three-year-old who I'm spoiling to death. Okay. And like eight other people I have to buy presents for. 20? 20? Okay. 20 max? Or Tw- is that too much? No, I think 20 is <laughs> a good max. Okay. 20 is a good max. Should it ha- I mean, should it I was going to say 50, related? but you're a cheapskate, so... Oh, damn. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> should it be movie-related? Keep it movie-related? I think for the so. Pod? Right. Yeah, and then we'll open them on the pod. All right. I'm for our for Christmas episode, we should really plan our Christmas episode out. Yeah, we should... Another Start reason- posting some polls. Yeah, another reason why you got to keep keep an eye on yeah, the gram. That was really fun watching uh, the Swampies, you guys, voting on the Halloween episode, yeah. which you guys had no idea you were voting for what episode we were going to do. You were just picking your you favorite Halloween voting. movies. Yeah. You're just voting like a fucking dumbass. <laughs> no idea why. You're just like, buttons? I'll push them. <laughs> yeah. And then... Uh, Shit, we almost reviewed Hocus Pocus. Not even close. It, yeah, but, it really wasn't. It got smoked hard. Hocus Pocus got smokest. But we'll we should probably start posting that real soon. Maybe uh, in the next couple days, or maybe by the time you're hearing this, we've already posted up a couple of polls. We already started it going, but yeah. we'll start posting up. Uh, what are your favorite holiday movies? Mm-hmm. And I I say holiday not because I'm like war on Christmas, but because. There are some really good movies that are not specifically Christmas movies yeah, no. that take place around this time of year. Because Eight Crazy Nights, that's a good movie. Yeah, I'm all for that. That's a good-ass movie. Yeah. I like that. But we'll throw out a, a little questionnaire. We'll have you guys tell us what are some of your favorite holiday movies. And then out of those, we'll make our polls. And then you guys get to vote in, and we'll get to record in pods for you dogs. Nice. 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 So y'all know what to do, twodudesmoviereviews.com, at twodudesmoviereviews on the social meds. Find us there, and suck it, swampies. 